Hey, hey, hey! What's going on? Oh my gosh, it has been a long two weeks and I have not been able to contain my excitement about talking to you again. I mean, what is going on? How have you been? Ah! So, let's get right into what I am very excited about, which is me having my first guest on the ABW show. I was able to sit down and talk with a friend of mine who happens to be doing wonderful and fantastic things, and I really hope that you enjoy the interview that I did with her. So here it is. Now it is time for me to introduce my fantastic, awesome, beautiful, lovely guest today, Miss Drew Dorsey. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to be here. I am so glad that you are here too and that you've decided to join us on the ABW show today as an awesome black woman. Thank you for being here. Yes, I'm honored. <laughs> so I want you to start and just give a little bit of like, I don't know, your bio, your background for people who may not know you. I mean, you have like 500,000 followers on Instagram. Oh, whatever. So it's like, who doesn't know you? But for the people that don't know you. Introduce yourself. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Drew Dorsey. Um, it's funny whenever people ask me, like, what do you do? Describe yourself. I always want to like lead with not work stuff, but mm -hmm. the bios were but me. I'm from the Bay Area. Okay. I have a sister. I'm the youngest of two. Um, <laughs> so you're the other sister. Yeah. Youngest I'm the of two. other sister. <laughs> um, but I'm a model, I'm an actress, I'm a host. Mm -hmm. Um, I started my hosting career first okay. when I was like 17. I did the whole red carpet circuit situation, mm. uh, a lot of press junkets, and I thought I wanted to be the next Juliana Rancic. And then, oh wow, yeah, and then that shifted, and I wanted to do more personality based content. Uh -huh. and I just because I, I told myself I want to uh, not really interview people anymore. I want to be the one being interviewed. So that shifted. And then I focused more on the acting side and then the modeling side came about okay. just kind of on accident. Mm -hmm. And then I do content creation. I have a YouTube channel, okay. social media stuff. I always say it like, it's like all that LA shit. So hyphen, hyphen, hyphen. <laughs> hyphen, hyphen, hyphen. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. So wait, you said that you got into modeling by accident. How does one get into this by accident if I you were did. already kind of doing it? So it's so funny because modeling was never part of the plan. Okay. Even before I started hosting, I was a writer. So I would write scripts for hosts, like for teleprompter. Okay. And uh, it was mainly news, like news stories, entertainment news. And then from there, I started hosting on accident also, but I, that was always part of the plan. But I like a, the show that I was working on, one of the hosts wasn't familiar with a show they were supposed to be talking about. And I was just hanging out with that host in the makeup room. And I was like, wait, oh my God, girl, I used to watch the show. It was out to Raven. Ah, I was like, let me give you the rundown. Oh, okay. And then she was like, Drew, do you just want to do the show? And I was like, all right. And so that happened that way. And then the modeling thing came about because I was doing some social media work for, um, I don't want to say the brand. <laughs> but I was doing some social media work for them <laughs> and um, they would post me on their page all the time and they had a really big following and a friend of mine who I went to college with saw that and he was like, Drew, you're signed, right? And I was like, signed to what? And he was like, to a modeling agency. And I was like, no, oh my God, like I've never even, because also, and I know the modeling industry has changed so much, but body wise at the time I was like 50 pounds heavier than I am now there was no like curve mm -hmm. modeling that wasn't like really a thing in my mind before okay yes you know and so I was like uh no and he was like no you really need to look into this and so I took a meeting with mm -hmm. my agent who became my agent now and uh showed her I didn't have a book at the time I really just showed her like my, my social media pictures and because I'd always like been posing taking pictures of just yes. like different so basically Outfits. personality and just what you were doing one over. Yeah. And then she was like, wait, like you're a whole vibe. And then I had more braids at the time and she was like flipping through different pictures of me. And there was one picture of me with my natural hair. And she was like, wait, mm -hmm. is this your hair? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, why don't you wear your hair like this? And I was like, oh, it's just like a lot of work. Like I love my hair, but it's a lot. <laughs> and she was like, no, 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 you need to, you need to do this. Like this is going to work for you. And then she signed me on the spot. Okay. What happened? And I am so glad that you brought up the hair because this is something that I definitely wanted to talk about. Yeah. Like, okay, what is the hair story? What is the hair journey? How did you get here? And how did you land on this look? But it is because 
one of your agents said, this is the look you should have, yeah. basically. And yeah. then you're like, okay. I had always loved, because I wore, like I said, I wore braids for forever, years. Okay. And um, I loved my hair, but it was just always so much. Like the wash day of it all and the blow drying. I just, I didn't know how to really do my natural hair without, you know, dealing with all the upkeep I and see, all that. I see, I see. And so um, when she said, wear your hair naturally, I was kind of excited because I was like, I always love my fur whenever I take my braids out. I like, like it to rock it for a day. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Before and- the inevitable shrinkage yes. and everything else happens to it. Yes. Oh exactly. Gosh. Wind, dust, heat. All that. All Humidity. <laughs> yes. The struggle is real. But yeah. um, I was excited when she said that because honestly, that had gone against everything that I thought would be the case with modeling before. I just had mm-hmm. a preconceived notion because... You know, like black women in the modeling industry, it's been like a tough fight for a long time. And for the longest with, even because I came from hosting, it was like, if you wanted to be on TV, it was like straighten your hair for the longest time, you know? And so I got signed to my modeling agency in 2020, which changed a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and it, thankfully it became, you know, what all these businesses wanted. They Mm -hmm. wanted someone who was natural and who was very authentic to like, whatever, you know? And I, I think 2020 really played a big part in that because it was like a lot of social justice things were happening. People were turning to black people like we wanted to be authentically seen as who we were. Like uh, the Crown Act was being passed. Like, yeah, I I actually want to show up to work without doing nine hours of straightening and perming and all this other stuff before I even get to work. And meanwhile, Jessica Lynn decides to show up with wet hair and everybody's like, oh, my God, so creative. Exactly. Exactly. Um, You know. It's been unfair for a very long time. Absolutely. I mean, even because you've just joined pretty much like the modeling world only in the last few years, mm-hmm. um, when I was doing it back in the day, it was like that. Like straight hair, very, you know, Anglo-Saxon look all the way. Mm-hmm. You, went, you had to be super, super thin. They weren't thinking about curves. They didn't care about any of that. Right. And if you were over like a size four, which was pushing it back then, yeah, you were going to be considered either a plus size model. So you would have to gain weight to be like an eight, right. 10, mm-hmm. which is crazy to think that that is a plus size model. Ridiculous. Um, but but back then that yeah. was plus size. Or at that in between where I often fell in between mm-hmm. would be you were just a fit model or something for like, you know, JC Penney's or like right. some catalog modeling and things like that. Right. So it is amazing how much the industry has changed. Mm-hmm. And it's really great to see that happening, especially for a lot of black women, because we were never really represented authentically before. And I think one of the big things that's happening is it's starting with our hair, but it's working its way down. Like more women have curves. We are, you know, I wouldn't say thanks to the Kardashians because they were ours first, but they made them more mainstream and more palatable to the Wahates. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So (laughs) I'm very thankful for it because like I said, like I modeling was never even in the equation because I was like, I have titties. Like I was just a little bit more curvy. (laughs) And, like, even now, like, I'm small, but still, like, back in the day, I would be considered, like, okay, you need to gain weight to be curved or, you know. Yep. So, yeah. I'm thankful for the change. <laughs> We're like, yes, pandemic. Thank yes. you. Um, <laughs> okay. So, now that you are in full-fledged in the modeling game, you have an agent, you know where I'm going to go with this. I know. You know it is coming. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Sidebar for anybody that does not know, Miss Drew Dorsey has graced the pages of what the iconic sports illustrated, which is actually a really uh, big thing as a model for a model period. But as we know, historically sports illustrated has not always featured uh, women of color at all. So this is actually a really big thing. It not only puts you on a larger platform and opens you up to everything. And of course you live in California, you're used to wearing bikinis all the time, but this is like (laughs) a super dream come true. So tell me how this happened. Crazy. Crazy. And how you're feeling. It's it's honestly (laughs) so wild because I know people who have been modeling for years Mm -hmm. and it's like Sports Illustrated is the holy grail. Yes. It is our playboy. It is our, yes, exactly. Which we can also talk about. (laughs) Also love them. Um, Yeah. So I, that when I became a model, obviously Sports Illustrated became a dream. Even before I was a model, I was always 
infatuated by the magazine. I was like, oh my God, like these women are so hot. Like I was just always, I'm just into it, you know, women empowerment, here for it. And so when I found out they do this open call every year called Swim Search, I was like, wait, what? Like you can just, because in my mind, I'm like, to get on such a prestigious platform as Sports Illustrated, I'm sure you had to know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody to even get in the room, you yes. know? So when I found that out, I was like, oh, 1,000%, I'm applying. Mm-hmm. And so I actually auditioned two two years. Okay. And the second year is when I got it. So okay. I auditioned, I'm trying to think, I think it was 2021 was the first time I auditioned. Okay. And that year was really social media focused, how they did it. And so I kind mm-hmm. of fell off. So you had to post your um, audition video and okay. then you had to like, consistently like every week post something and I was like during that time it was just you know, there was a lot going on oh so God. I couldn't commit and also I think I felt uncomfortable about like people who followed me knew like just like posting yeah. constantly about it just made me feel kind of weird so I kind of fell off that year mm-hmm. um, and then the next year I was like no I'm trying again because it's something <laughs> I really want to do and yes. when I'm, I'm someone like when I set my mind to something it's gonna yeah. happen you know you were committed basically committed um and so the following year uh, it was a little bit more simple you just had to submit your video to this platform that they had like an yes. app yes. and then from there they reviewed a billion videos mm-hmm. i'm sure and then uh, i got a call back which was insane amazing like two weeks later and um the callback was intense you were on a zoom call with the whole sports illustrated team including the editor-in-chief and ah! Day, which oh my was, gosh. it was on my birthday which was so crazy <gasps> the morning of my birthday and they were east coast time so i literally had to do the zoom call at like 7 a.m oh my gosh <laughs> shout out to the east coast west coast zoom calls because Girl. Ooh, we are always struggling i had the like, oh my god i'm doing great my day is going well it is 5 a.m right it no is more. dark outside and i have on every light in my home to make it look like it's normal and daytime and there were a few people who that was the case because they were all there was like a group of 10 other girls on my call with me and everybody's from different places different yeah. countries and so like different time zones Oof. and it was extremely nerve-wracking you basically had five minutes to give your spiel who you are mm-hmm. expand on what you have you said in your audition video mm-hmm. and then you did like a little back and forth with the editor-in-chief and they would move on to the next person everybody was just like listening to everyone's stories and then the wait period was like hell after oh that like gosh. it was just you were waiting for that call and yeah. i think it was maybe like two weeks after that but they didn't tell us when it was going to happen so Thankfully, we had, uh, like, the girls who were on my same um, Zoom call, we started an Instagram group, and so we were kind of communicating and being like, oh, did you hear anything yet? Did you hear anything? Right, What's just to on? see if, like, somebody heard and somebody didn't. You're like, oh, no, it was right. me. But, yeah. To keep your sanity, you know? So, basically, you guys started a support group yes. for uh, <laughs> yes. Sports Illustrated uh, nominees yes. and hopefuls. Got and it. And then uh, the call came. It was a Sunday morning at, like, 10 a.m. And it was. I died. I absolutely Praise died. the Lord. <laughs> And the way they did it, it was so casual. They were like, hi, Drew, this is so-and-so from Sports Illustrated. And I know the first thing I said, I was like, oh, my God. And she was like, yeah, so um, super casual, but we want you to join us in the Dominican Republic for our Sports Illustrated. I just dropped to the ground. You know what? It was insane. It is always the most casual casting agent, director, booker on the other line who is calling you. With every ounce of, you didn't get it, and I'm here to let you down. Right. And then they drop a bomb like, we'd love for you to come and join. Most monotone Shock thing value. ever. Mm-hmm. They, I'm, I know that you make a lot of calls, and like some of them are happy, and some of them are sad, but... You know, listen, when the positive ones come through, I know you don't want to get overly hyped because you don't want us to like go insane and our head explode. But if you could just give us a little zhuzh in there, like, hi, good morning. You know, this is me calling. No, she totally did on purpose, but I'm happy to do that way. It was funny. I'm calling to let you know that, you know, even though you didn't make it, we loved your tape. Or you can be like, I'm calling to let you know that congratulations. We would love for you to like, just keep it. Just just, just, just a hair. More positive. No, they did. She did. she was positive. She was just very chill at first because she like she, she knew as soon as you hear, hey, this is from sports. Yeah, Australia, she's like, knew. oh god, you knew. So it was like, uh, <laughs> you had to play with us a little bit. One time, I was completely silent, and I think they thought that I didn't want the job, and I was like, no, I'm actually Shocked. crying right now, and I'm trying to be professional on the phone. Right. So right, I just want you to know that when I hang up, I'm going to scream and burst into tears, but I will not do that on this call. Oh, she I was like, I preach immediately. I cried <laughs> on the phone. It was very embarrassing. I couldn't help it. <laughs> but 
it is it is something to be celebrated and to celebrate because yes, you do want to cry. You do want to have it's just like an, a washing over yeah. of emotions of relief, excitement. Yes, next steps, and finally, this is like a major stepping stone. It was this insane. Was it was insane because it's like you put down things on your bucket list or when the year starts, you like a manifestation journal, whatever, and yeah. you have like those things that you know are more attainable, and then you have the things that are like. Okay, like maybe not in the lifetime, but hopefully, and that was one of those things. So when it happened, I was just, I was beside myself. It was insane. I was in just shock, probably while I was doing it, after I was doing it, when the magazine came out, still didn't believe it. It still did not hit me. I think it's like maybe just now hitting me that it did happen. Oh my gosh. And it happened, what, last year? And it's just now hitting you. Just now hitting. I was in shock for the entire, the entire year. You got to let it sink all the way in. It's in, girl. It's crazy. (laughs) She's here. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But that is great. And I I actually really love that you put this on like a vision board or manifestation journal and things like that because that kind of thinking is something that is really taking an uptick now. Yeah. Especially with like, you know, social media and everything. People are like manifestation journals and I'm going to do the 369 challenge and vision board parties have been around, but they are like majorly on the rise and all this other stuff. So people are really refocusing, you know, their... Uh, mental capacity for just bringing things into their lives or getting rid of them. I mean, you know, depending. Right, Sometimes exactly. Those dudes ain't shit. But, right. um, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, I have a. I used to make vision boards with my friends when I lived in New York, but I always made them, like, way broad. I made them, like, over my entire life instead of, like, one year. So people would be like, exactly what are you focusing on here? I was like, what do you mean? I want all of it. You want all of it. I was like, yeah, as it happens, don't you just pull it off? They were like, girl you need to section off like just six months a year i was like no why not i gotta redo this thing like in a year (laughs) how many magazines do you think i have it's like you do whatever works for you you know there's no correct formula there is not but the one i was doing was way long i mean like 20 years into the future like what come on now like like, okay we're we're starting off in an apartment and you have eight homes on this board already like what exactly what's happening i like the mentality though Think about the future. Think big. Why not? God. As you should, obviously. (laughs) I love it. Listen, you have to shoot for the stars, okay? Always. No, I am, I've told you before, I am really big on manifestation. I fully believe in it. I think if you speak it into creation, it will happen if it's meant for you, you know? Absolutely. I mean, listen, I haven't had any calls yet from John David Washington, but, you know, one day... (laughs) It will happen. One day. One day. One day. When the time is right, it will happen. And I don't know what that call is going to be for. A date? A role? Whatever it is, he's on the vision board. I just don't know how he's succumbing in there. I mean, there are two children next to him, so, you know, it could be possible that, you know, that's it. But I'm so done. I'm so done. <laughs> You're hilarious. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, might be a movie role, might be real life. You never know. Stay tuned. Right. I went down a little rabbit hole on your YouTube channel because, of course, I'm going to research. There was a video that you came across where apparently people had been asking you how you did this weight loss, how yeah. all of this happened, because obviously people are always wanting to know, what's what's the secret? How did you do it? What is it? And I love that your advice was in it, in the response video was, it takes time. Mm-hmm. It is not overnight. Do not do crash diets or anything like that. And then you basically showed them a workout routine that you do almost every day. So talk a little bit about, I guess, your whole journey for this, but start where you were at the beginning because in the video you are saying that you weren't fat, but you didn't really feel good about yourself. And I know that a lot of women feel like this. It's like if anybody else is looking at them, they look fine. They look normal. They don't look overweight. They don't look any out of the ordinary kind of way, but internally they feel some kind of way. Yeah, And I want to know, like, where, like, how were you feeling about that? Where did that start? Like, did you always feel like this or it just yeah. happened one day? So it's, it's also subjective, right? Like it's, For sure. it, however you feel in your body is totally up to you. Like you shouldn't, it's hard, but harder, easier said than done, but like we shouldn't be influenced by what society tells us, what we should mm-hmm. look like and all that. But I, I wasn't overweight. I was just a little fluffier than I felt comfortable being. And my weight has always fluctuated my entire life. Like when I was little or like grade school, high school, I was smaller. And then high school, obviously hormones started to happen. So my, my, my weight would fluctuate. 
I would get bigger and then I would lose weight. And then college, I gained a lot of weight as a lot of people do. You get the Ooh. freshman 15 because- Or 30 just, in my case. Food, I, listen, at all stages of life, you fluctuate. And um, in college, I was so fixated on like weighing myself all the time. And I did like these like juice cleanses and like all this like get skinny quick schemes basically. And it just didn't make me happy. And I was like, why am I doing this? And then um, a little bit after, I would say like a few years after I graduated, I still like packed on weight again because I was doing these like crash diets, which don't work. Yeah. And um, I just realized I wasn't comfortable in my body. I went like, I one day I remember going to Target and literally buying like oversized shirts because I wanted to hide like what I was rocking, which is so whack and so against everything that I believe with when it comes to body positivity. But I didn't like feeling that way. Hold so, on. Not just trying to cover up the double D's. I like, know. girl, are you kidding me? Like sacrilegious. How dare and I? And me on the other end of the spectrum is just like, when will they come? <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> I've always been obsessed with having big boobs and it did not happen. I told you, you have titties. I don't know what you're talking about. I know you can't Okay, see but, it, but they're not, they're not giganto, okay? You know, they're not the huge orbs that, but you know. But they're like a good size. Uh, 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 uh. Well, you know, you yes, I can wear a backless top and have no issues. See, I can't. I with no so, bra, so. Bless them, right? Listen, <laughs> shout out to us smaller girls. We have it better than you think. You do have it easier. You do. Um, <laughs> Totally. But so I just, I made a decision. I was like, I want to lose weight, but I didn't want to do the crash diets that I'd done in the past. I know that didn't work. It wasn't healthy. I wanted to do something that was sustainable. I wanted to do a lifestyle change. And it wasn't just about like a number on the scale. Mm -hmm. Got rid of my scales, threw it away. Didn't Mm -hmm. have it at home. And I just started working out regularly and then eating clean and eating clean during the week. And then knowing that you can't deprive yourself of, yeah. you know, the like the indulging snacks like the pizza and the ice cream and all that. So I would let myself have whatever I wanted on the weekends and then just go back to eating clean during the week. And then over time, it fell off. And it took me about two years, which is sounds like a long time, but you like 40, 40 to 50-ish pounds. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm happy that I did that way because I was able to sustain it because it took me so long and because I did it the healthy way, you know? So it wasn't even your intention to lose 50 pounds. It wasn't like, my goal is to lose 50 pounds. It was just like, I want to have a lifestyle change and whatever the number is, I'm going to be happy with that. Yeah. I just, I just went off of looking in the mirror and then if I felt good, then I was like, okay, now we're going to sustain this. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to lose this amount of whatever. Mm -hmm. It was just like, do I feel good in my clothes now? Like when I put on my clothes, like, do I like the way this fits? Fair. And the answer was yes. I think that's the part that a lot of us are always missing when it comes to like weight loss and being healthy and like, you know, be thinner or smaller. It's like you, it's not about the number because the number can be 150 and you be all fat or it could be 150 and you have all muscles. So it's not really about the number. And I feel like nutritionists and like even trainers will tell you the number is not always important. Mm -hmm. Um, but ultimately it is how you feel. And that's a really good way of kind of marking like your progress is like try on the same pair of jeans like every four to six months. And it's like, oh, wow, you know, I'm seeing the difference. Or, you know, my arms don't feel chunky in this whatever. And, you know, I'm going to try this. And and I think if you don't pay attention to it so much, um, especially like the, the number and of what the scale is saying and also... You have to be able to be okay with where your body is able to go and wants to go. Because everybody is not going to look like, you know, figure eight hourglass kind of thing. Quiet is this cap and not even that quiet. Those people don't even look like that. (laughs) Um, Because we all know that the BBLs have been running rampant. Yes. Yes. But hey, you got to do whatever (laughs) is right for you. Another thing I think the reason why I started is because watching myself, I had to watch myself on camera all the time, you know? That will do it. So it just like <laughs> stares you in the face, you know, and you're seeing yourself from all angles and you're like, no, like I don't. And it wasn't, it, again, it wasn't about a certain number. I was just like, I don't like the way I look. Mm-hmm. Don't feel comfortable. I want to feel comfortable and I want to feel like that bitch, you know? So, oh my God. Change was made. I'm happy I did it. <laughs> Good. I'm going to do it for you. Would you ever do any enhancements or make any changes to your body, even though you have lost the weight? Like, I, not even now, five years from now, whenever. Yeah, this is the thing. To it. I'm not opposed to plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. I think if you want to alter something for you and if it's the decision that you're making for yourself, I say do it. For me personally, right now, I say no. 
but never say never, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. I, I, who knows how I'm going to feel in like 10 years. <laughs> but right now, she's very happy with everything, the way everything is sitting, where it's placed, the way it is, you know? I feel good about it. So right now I'm leaving everything alone. <laughs> but okay. you never know. This is true. You never know. You never know. You never know. Because I'm like, listen, I hear that after you have children. That's the thing. It's very exciting to get one of those mommy makeovers because you're like, yes. That's, it. That's why you got to do what makes you feel good. Whatever. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So. Listen. Who knows? Every once in a while, I'm like, <laughs> instead of doing squats, maybe I should just get a butt lift or something. Your butt is fabulous. See, this is the thing. We notice things about ourselves that yeah. no one else notices. <laughs> One thousand percent. See, this is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I have oh, like in recent years, and I don't know why, if it's just because like the booty has become like the everybody yeah. wants. So I'm like, oh, because I had to ask. I had to. Sorry, I'm cussing on the show. Not me too. I had a booty before I lost all the weight, and then I lost my booty when I lost all the weight. And so now I'm like, oh, I just want like a little bit more cake. And so like that, I was insecure about it for a while, and I was like, my butt's cute. <laughs> She's cute. And everybody likes different things. Small, mm-hmm. medium, large, extra large, whatever. Mm-hmm. So you'll find the man who thinks your butt is perfect at whatever size it is. Right. That's really all that, that matters. And if man you, or woman, whoever it is. Right, whoever it is. But make the decision for yourself first if you feel good, you yes. know? And then the partner after that. Yes. Because ultimately, I feel like at this point, I have to be okay with the way my body looks now. Mm-hmm. Because if I never work out again, am I okay with it? Right. Sure, yeah, I'm going to live with this. It's not detrimental. It's not going to be like, oh my God, I can't take it anymore. But if it was, then go ahead and make the change. Right. It starts with one walk and not to the Dunkin' Donuts, let me tell you. (laughs) Tell me why I had a yogurt lane addiction. And I used to go every day and I couldn't stop. Oh like my I, God. It was so bad. And I would cry about it. I would cry about Not it. Not cry about it. I did. Which sounds ridiculous. It's like, girl, then just stop. But I couldn't. It was the white chocolate chips. Wow. And then I got a handle on it. Mm-hmm. And everything's fine. Yeah, you had to stop cold turkey. I did. I did. White chocolate. It's the, the gateway to everything. Isn't it? Oh, my God. Woo! Anyways. <laughs> Let's move on to the iconic Barbie. Barbie? The movie? No. Just in general? Just in general. Because I feel like you have tried to, or not even tried to, but you have recreated several Barbie looks. Um, So. (laughs) And I'm trying to find out. How this obsession started. So, I mean, I've always loved Barbies from when I was little. I would always play with Barbies. And then somehow this persona of, like, being a life-size body, a body, yes, that as well. Being a life-size Barbie has kind of been uh, uh, bestowed on me. So I also uh, work for this YouTube channel called Clever Style. We do, like, a lot of try-on hauls or whatever. And, um... And so I was at Target one day and I saw this Barbie that looked like me. And I was so excited because growing up, I never saw a Barbie like with a fro. And so I was like, let me recreate this look. And then so I recreated the look and then it became like a little life-size Barbie. Oh my and so it just it became this thing. And then now when I do my like try on haul videos on my personal channel, it's like, you're a life-size Barbie. And then I got like a whole spinning pedestal thing. It's like a whole, it just like became part of. My brand, I guess. I'm sorry. You have a spinning pedestal for yourself or for the Barbie? For myself. Wow. In your apartment. So you just get on it and it rotates and like there's a spotlight on it? No, no, no. It's like a little thing you stand on and it rotates to 360, which is perfect for if you're trying to showcase an outfit in a video so people can see the whole look. You know what? This would be perfect for like a sexy time kind of thing. And let me tell you, I would get one of these and invite somebody over and tell him, hey, the door's open. And when he comes in, I'm just rotating in lingerie with a lovely spotlight on and maybe a disco ball and yes. you know i don't know some soft sexy music is playing i'm like hello i'm here I'm for it see the pedestal <laughs> is multi-purpose i love it i, I love obsessed. it yeah, yeah yeah i may have to get one of those you should mm. i got on amazon it was like 75 dollars we will get to that another time oh <laughs> okay yeah so you are originally from the bay area yes you've never lived anywhere else is that true? Well, I've lived, I mean, different places in LA, but no. Yes, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Living wise, yeah, only in. Only in California. Yeah, yeah. Where would you be going if you were like, okay, LA is over? Where would you go next? 
Either New York or Seattle or Paris. Seattle? Yeah. Was not on my bingo card. Why Seattle? I went there one time. Is it because of the Starbucks? No, I'm not even a Starbucks person. I just, the air is so crisp and I just got a vibe when I went there. Okay. I really liked it. I really liked the people, which is also subjective because it's like, there's so many different people in Seattle, but the vibe was just right. I don't know. I really liked the vibe there. Like everybody was really chill. The air, really, that's what sold me. I, you have not experienced a good deep breath until you go to Seattle. Wow. Oh, okay. No, it is like, I don't know how they have eliminated a lot of pollution, but they uh, somehow, I guess they have. Maybe I'm just used to LA. <laughs> Probably used to just LA weather, LA air. And then once you leave the state of California, you're like, wow, this is what fresh air it was is like. beautiful. Okay. And I also grew up watching Frasier and they were in Seattle. So okay. Can we talk about it? Because it's one of my favorite shows. Oh my, wait, wait. It is one of my favorite shows. Also, there's a reboot coming, and I am trying to be in it. I don't know know when it's happening. I heard about this a few months ago that they are trying to do a reboot of Frasier. Oh my god! It won't have obviously the same cast or the same setup. I believe he probably will still be, you know, a therapist. But in what setting, I have no idea. But I was like, I need Daphne. I need Niles. I need. Daphne and Niles are clearly still together and have probably like three kids at this point. I need the um, dog. I need everybody. Well, you can't get everybody because... Um, Did the dad die? The, yeah. I believe John Mahoney. But um, everybody else needs to come back. All living cast members need to come back. All living Period. Cast you know who I really want to come and make a guest appearance and come Ooh. back? Bibi. Bibi. Bibi is the agent. I need Bibi to still be working somewhere because yeah. as the she-devil herself, I loved her character. Yeah. It was so crazy and so nutty. I remember her. No, everybody. Everybody was so good. Yes. I she mean, was hilarious. At this point, Raj should have like an adult son. Yeah, probably. I don't know why they made that choice for her. Like, it's just so, so weird in the original show. Wait, that's exciting that they're thinking about rebooting it. I had no idea. I wonder what they would do different. I don't care. I just want to be on it. I want to be Frazier's new assistant. I want to be his new, like, producer. Whatever it is. Listen, I'll be your receptionist if you're going back to private practice. Whatever it is. Want to be in it. That's how I feel about the Michael Jackson biopic. I really want to be in it. I don't know who I'm playing. Just, okay. just cast me. And you and I are obviously major fans of Michael. Yes. The announcement has been made that his nephew is going to be playing him. Yeah. I'm a little nervous. Really? Because not that the nephew is playing him, just about the story in general, about Michael in general. I don't know how it's going like how can you replicate this person right how can you tell this story i've always thought that if they ever made a michael biopic that it would be really difficult because how there is not a person alive who can to be that man and to, to do the things that he like and for it to be believable enough Right. Maybe like this is, you know what I mean? Right. But I am happy that they're keeping it in the family because I feel like with the family involved, the story is going to be told the right way. I don't know if it's going to be told the right way with the family involved. They might want to take some things out, mm-hmm. which, That's fair. you know, obviously they have the right to do that. Yeah. He has a, a magnificent and like magnanimous career. Yeah. However, that is also met with a lot of pain right. in his personal life. Right. Obviously starting from when he was a little kid. Yeah. Um, and clearly let's just say it, it was child abuse. We all hate Joe. Um, I would love, <gasps> as a casting note, I would love Angela Bassett to come back and play Catherine oh, again. I would live um, for it. I'm just I saying. I would live for, oh, that's, I'm also curious if they're going to like pick up like when, what part of his life are they going to document? You know what I mean? Because they're going to cover his whole life. That it would be like a five-hour-long movie. True. You know, but there's always going to be a time jump. If they can kind of briefly do like his childhood and upbringing, because obviously we have that in Jackson's The American Dream. Right. We have all of that I'm like, laid don't out. Kind of like, I'm, we're, we got that. So like, move yeah. on now. You know? Just briefly jump through that. Jump to like Michael in his twenties. Yeah. Then through his thirties and forties. That's really what we need yeah. right now. Um, and that will cover the marriage, the controversy, the lawsuits, the bi- like him moving yeah. to Bahrain. Um, and then, unfortunately, the untimely passing. And also the the the, the doctor that, that also came in. Oh, God. Can't stand <laughs> anyway, I know. Don't want to talk about it. I'm just... <laughs> I know. I'm a little for clips. I know. Uh, so, yeah. 
it's going to be interesting. Um, who knows when it's going to come out or when they're going to start filming it. They're but probably, It's probably going to be a few years. Whew. Like a couple at least. And it might be, I mean, hopefully Antoine Fuqua will, will do okay. I believe he's the director. I think so, yeah. It? He's either the director or the writer. Yes, I think he's the director. But hopefully he won't do badly on this. I mean... Uh, this is very, it is a very tight it's rope touchy, to walk. It's touchy. It's really touchy. And I feel very protective over it. I just need them to do it right because we've gotten one too many, like the flex. Alexander I was just one. about to say it. I will I never forget it. First of all, you know who I'm more upset with? Who? The hair and makeup team. Like, what in the world? When? What in the world? Now, when was Michael ever. Goes pink white. I don't even understand. But that I'm also really curious on how they're going to address it and portray his vitiligo with his nephew. This would be the perfect time to actually address it properly, right? Because it was not really addressed in the American Dream because we hadn't really gotten there. It was only just starting to show. Now that we know, obviously in hindsight, that that's what it was, and he wasn't bleaching his skin or anything like that. Um, I hope that it is treated. You know, with right respect, way, yeah. especially now that we have, you know, models like Winnie Harlow is right. very much out here. Um, there are a lot of other uh, spokespeople and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, campaigns do use people who have vitiligo. So it's just like it's becoming more normal to talk about it. It right. is, you know, not something that you should be shadowed right. by. So hopefully they will treat it with respect mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at least a little bit but we'll see how it goes I mean, i'm nervous but i'm excited about it i'm very nervous too but as long as he got them dance moves right, right. then that's all that matters and then just use like mj's actual like voice because i don't want to <laughs> you want sorry. the authenticity yeah i do absolutely but i mean listen if they don't use it i can just come home and play all the uh cds that i have true True. Still have them. I know. Oh my God. I have a whole drawer. You're not alone. <sighs> that books, all of it. I'm just like, oh gosh. I will never forget it. It's my first concert. I know. I concert. will never get over that. You're so lucky that you got to see him <laughs> in real life. That is, a, that is one of the perks of having a parent that works in the entertainment insane. industry. <laughs> that is insane. And I was able to go and see him. Selected, yes. chosen few people who got to see him. And they were good life. seats, too. I did fall asleep halfway through the concert. But, guys, I was eight. So Girl, don't admit that publicly. <laughs> I mean, I kind of just did. But... I woke up right when it was my song again and kept right on with the concert, okay? You eight, you get a pass. I mean, yes, I was eight, but, you know, listen, it's fine. My mom was there. It's okay. It's fine. We had a good time. Listen. Now we are moving on to the segment where we are going to talk about TV and film, and more importantly, black TV and film. So, before you got here, I asked about one of your favorite black films, and you told me it was... Beauty Shop. Yes. Yes. And I, I was like, love me some Beauty Shop. This is actually the perfect movie for you because, of course, you have the iconic hair. Why would you not love Beauty Shop? <laughs> it is amazing. Queen Latifah. Love her. So good. I have seen Beauty Shop probably more times than I've seen any other movie. I know all the words. I used to literally watch it back to back to back. Like when, you know, when you play a DVD and they would go back to where it says like play, menu, extras, whatever. I would literally just keep hitting play. Oh my God. Drove my family crazy. Do you still have the DVD of Beauty Shop or do you still do this? No, because I don't have a DVD player anymore, but I have the DVD for sure. I just have it on (laughs) streaming services now. Streaming services are really missing with the uh, the extra content that they have on there. I know, they don't have those. And you know what I really miss is when they used to get the actors to do like the voiceover commentary over the entire movie. Yeah. About like what they were doing then. I love that. And I really wish they would bring that back sometimes. Like, I mean, HBO, Netflix, Paramount, Apple TV, somebody really needs to like just do it every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, that's like a lost art now. It really is because it showed you those people's personalities. Also, what was really going on in the scene. Right. Sometimes they're like, it was so cold this day and we had to act like it was like a summer day at the beach. Right. It's like, okay. Behind the scenes inside. But sometimes on streaming services, they will have like an extras button and it will like take you to a little like. Yeah, but it's not the same. Yeah. It's not the same. Love me some Beauty Shop. Okay, can we talk about the fact that Beauty Shop has one of the most random thrown together cast? 
Ever. Such a good cast, though. There's so many, like, heavy hitters in that movie. And how in the world... Like, I want to be in the room where somebody pitched Beauty Shop and pitched all of these people. I know. For those of you who do not know who is in Beauty Shop, it is Queen Latifah, Alfrey Woodard. Yeah. I mean, Golden Brooks. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Hold uh, on. Alicia Silverstone. Sherry Shepard. Sherry Shepard. Um, what is... Oh, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Best favorite role he's ever done. Who was using the most random accent. It's so good. It's so good. I mean, um, Jaiman Hansu is in this. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Um, there's, I can't, there's another comedian. I can't think of her name. Who plays the radio host in it. Cheryl Underwood. Yes. 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 Um, and we are actually leaving out probably like four or five additional people yeah. that are in this No, there's movie. hella people. It is one of the craziest casts to ever be put together. Somebody pitched this movie and was like, you know what? I'm just going to throw people that I like in these roles. Mm-hmm. And apparently all of them were like, yes, I have the time. And it works so well. <laughs> it does. So well. It does. I, the one line of Beauty Shop that I will always quote at random when I'm in my apartment by myself is, it's Gina, bitch. Don't know why. <laughs> My favorite is, if you mess with me, I take your man. <laughs> oh, my When you see God. that song, it's so funny. It really is. And, I mean, shout out to them for showing a brother who is, like, you know, right. really comfortable, in his, comfortable in his masculinity. Yes. And knew all the words to so that song. was like, go ahead, roll your eyes, mm. suck your teeth, keep puffing and puffing like a dog in heat. Okay. So good. <laughs> When you copyright it, you only get to sing five okay. seconds, ten seconds. Right. I'm like, okay, with the rap skills, but it's only five or ten seconds. So, you know, whatever. It still counts. It's it fine. still counts. It's okay. Fine. It yeah. so good. So, Beauty Shop is a favorite of yours as far as the movie goes. And then for TV shows, you told me that one of yours is obviously The Goat, which is Fresh Prince. Yes. Love Fresh Prince. Okay. Grew up watching it. Of course. Grew up watching reruns all the time. I would like ABC Family. Mm-hmm. It's just, you can't, you can't beat it. I love seeing an affluent black family. But they, I feel like they didn't have that many shows around the time. We had the Cosby Show, but then after Which was that, the, it was kind of yeah. like, you know. And the Cosby Show was obviously many years before this. It right. was like the more modern version of the Cosby Show. Exactly. Um, it was hilarious. It was. We were introduced to Will Smith. When we introduced, was that his first? That was his first show. Yeah. We knew him as, you know, he had won the Grammy already, I believe, or was about to win it in that first season. Yeah. Um, But yeah, this was kind of the first... Uh, like this is his, his first project outside of um, doing music. Yeah, 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 and hilarious, such a natural. The whole cast was great. Yeah, the fashion was great. Hillary. Yeah, so I was gonna ask you, who is your favorite character? <laughs> Who's my favorite character? That's a good question. <laughs> Will would be the obvious, but I mm-hmm. honestly really loved. Jeez, oh, that's hard. Because Hillary kind of got on my nerves. I liked her clothes, but she got on my nerves. Carlton also got on my nerves, but I would always do the dance. Yes. And his love for Tom Jones. I loved Aunt Viv, both of them. The original was my favorite because we got the iconic dance sequence from her. Which, oh my gosh, just love to play it. I just randomly it on a Saturday. It, it just brings me amazing. joy. And they were just two totally different Aunt Vivs. Yeah. I'm like, I could never see the second Aunt Viv doing that dance. No. They were, they were two completely different vibes. Diff- they was just, yeah. Love me some new on Viv, but the OG was my favorite. Yes. Sorry. Which is fair. I yeah. mean, you know, it's fine. What yeah. is one of your favorite uh, episodes from The Fresh Prince? Honestly, I don't know if this is my favorite, but this is what comes to mind. Mm-hmm. The There was an episode that Tyra Banks guest starred on. She guest starred on a few, but there was a specific outfit that to this day, like I recreated it. It's just like a white, like, crop tank top and a plaid, like, loose, like, big oversized shirt buttoned up, but she kept it open and then, like, mom jeans with a belt. And I, to this day, literally, like, took a photo in this same outfit. Yes. And posted I, it. You know I, what I'm talking about? I do. Absolutely. I believe this is the scene where uh, her and Will are having an argument in um, the, the Peacock. Or something. Yes. And about like wanting to have the last word. Yeah. And they're both screaming the exact same lines at each other. And then they just storm off. Hey, we have a good memory. Yes. <laughs> that sounds like on the nose. Yeah. You know, this mess would ever happen. That's it. I didn't come all the way here from Philly to oh, hear you. Oh, it's going to happen I'm tired of you. Don't be all up in my grill. Don't be all up in my grill. You 
That is exactly <laughs> what that is. Also, the way we were introduced to Tyra Banks in The Fresh Prince was that she came to see Carlton at that uh, party that <laughs> that Will and Carlton had an off-campus apartment. And oh, was that how our yes, character got introduced? She came. He was like, oh my gosh, you know, I met this girl in my bird, in my peacock costume. Yeah. So I think she likes me. He's going to come over and everything. And Will and Carlton were having a party at their off-campus apartment uh-huh. when some uninvited guests show up and they refuse to leave and then decided to steal some stuff from their apartment. So nobody is there. Remember all this, like verbatim. I know nobody is there. Carlton is there. He decides to play some kind of like Bobby Darinish song. Yeah, it's like lonely. I'm Mr. Lonely, and all of a sudden, Tyra Banks as Jackie comes in is like Birdman. What's going on? They start slow dancing, and here comes Will clawing his way back into the apartment with the TV that he wrestled away from these people, and that is how Will is reconnected. With Tyra Banks's character, it was Jackie. in this moment that I realized I have a horrible memory. Yeah. Because the way I can't even remember what I ate for breakfast yesterday, and you could literally list the plot for episode whatever three hundred sixty-two, starring Tyra. I mean, listen, that's what I do. I love it. I love that. I love those kinds of things. That was but yes. impressive. But yes, but I do remember that yes. that episode, and mm-hmm. I do remember that outfit, and it was awesome. Outfit changed my life. <laughs> Whatever the costume designer was, killed it. Sometimes outfits change your life, okay? Mm -hmm. They really do. Mm -hmm. And that is one of them. How do you feel about the new Fresh Prince? Like the reimagined, this more dramatic Fresh Prince? It's really good. I was so hesitant to watch it because I was such a fan of the original. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't want them, I don't want to watch like a redone version with different people of one of my favorite shows. But it's completely different. Like it's like you said, it's more of a drama and it's they did a really good job. I'm impressed. And I love Coco Jones. Mm-hmm. I, I like everybody. I'm happy that they didn't try to recreate the comedy because then I would have been like, this is not the same people. This is not funny. And yeah. I don't do well with change. And also I think we're really tired of reboots. So yeah, I was over it. This really isn't a reboot because they're not doing the same thing. It's not the same characters. None of that. This is a true reimagining of the same world, which I wish that they would do more often. Mm-hmm. Like, Throw it out there. See if it works. I mean, if you're going to reboot the same thing, it's like, yeah, we get it. Nostalgia. But also, nobody really cares. Right. No, I love... That's how I feel. Like, one of my favorite movies is Maleficent. I don't know if you've seen that. But mm-hmm. they, like, totally took what her character was in Sleeping Beauty and reimagined it into something that is so dope. Right. I love when people do that. I would love to be Maleficent for Halloween, by the way. Yes. Let's just talk about She's it. She's my favorite. Yes. Disney villain. And now that we're talking about Halloween, because I segued there... Let's talk about the iconic characters that you are out here doing every year for Halloween. Um, This past October, you were Halle Berry's Catwoman. Yes. I mean, listen, the movie wasn't that fantastic, but the outfit was. The outfit was. The outfit was. And (laughs) it looks like you basically called up Halle and was like, hey, girl, can I borrow your Catwoman outfit and need it for a party? And she was like, sure, I'll just FedEx it over. How did you get the exact outfit? I don't play around when it comes to Halloween. I mean, me either, but I just want to know what's going on here. Halloween is my Super Bowl, and I take it very seriously. I start planning this months in advance. I am already, I feel behind already because I have not narrowed it down to like at least a top three for this year. I want everybody to know it is February 1st. Yes. It is the first day of Black History Month. We are several months away from October and you yep. are behind already? Yeah. Wow. Okay. You got around July I start to get nervous. If I have not finalized what it's gonna be, I get very nervous. And uh Catwoman was no different. I uh I first I watch whatever character that I'm recreating, I'll watch in this case the movie like a few times. I'll like replay scenes where the outfit is really like highlighted so you can see details. And then I'll look at lots of pictures. I'll see what people have done in the past. I really always want to make it so authentic to whatever it was. And this time, I like I never buy a costume that a store is like, this is that costume as one piece because they just don't do it right. So I have to piece it together. Fair. I have to start early because you have to things have to come in. And then they you do. might like want to do options, you know? And so I got some pants. I cut them up myself. I do everything DIY. 
Okay. And then I got the claws. I think I got those from Amazon. The bra, or I had to order like three different bras because the first two weren't right. Then I finally found the perfect bra. The I whole know. like crossover straps thing. If you guys can remember what the outfit looked like, I actually ordered two different belts. I think I ordered like three different belts because I wanted like the right vibe. And then I cut them and then ordered some Velcro and was able to like do an adhesive tip of the bra. And then I had like this utility belt. It's a whole. Oh yeah. And then the mask. I had that 3D printed. 3D printing. Yes. Do you have your own 3D printer? No, I did on Etsy. There is a place. Okay. You can, you can select what you want in different colors and they will 3D print it for you. Wow. Okay. So you have outsourced this mm -hmm. 3D printing. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. But everything else is DIY. First of all, I didn't know that you were this crafty and this thrifty because obviously so am I. Yeah. Why are we not making more things together? We, we should to. open an Etsy we store. We're very talented women <laughs> and we need to put it to good use. <laughs> I am down for it. I am ready to open up a uh, an awesomely black Etsy store. Yes. I have no idea what we're going to sell, but Something. pretty much I think that people should just be like, hey, can you make me this? And we'll be like, sure. Right. We don't make anything. We make what you want. And it's so funny because usually I hate DIY anything, but when it's for myself and for a, a higher purpose like Halloween, then I, I, I will do it. <laughs> a higher purpose like Halloween. Yes. <laughs> we'll do it and I will do it well. Oh my gosh. So is the Catwoman your favorite costume that you've done for Halloween? Oh, don't let me pick. How are you going to ask me to pick a favorite costume? Oh my God. Okay, fine. Top three. Okay. Uh, my Brandy Cinderella. Okay. That was... That was just because I had never, I always wanted that dress growing up, watching that movie, and I had never seen someone do it, like do it right, you yes. know? And so, and that was done so well. It was done so well that the prince from the movie, he commented on my photo and said, oh yeah, you did it. Oh my God. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. He was a cutie too. He Where's was he cute. Now? Is he married? He still looks cute. Ooh. Okay. Uh, Call us. Um, okay. So wait, uh. The Cinderella dress, you also DIY'd this as well. Yes. So the the bones of the dress, I actually had it made. I sent in my measurements and I sent them the exact multiple photos of the dress to this. What was that brand called? I forgot. They're based in China. But they like they make dresses from scratch, basically. Okay. So I had that custom done and then all the jewels and everything that were on her dress, I bought like these. I think they're like Faux Roski crystals, and I glued them on one by one, which took me like two weeks to do because there was so yeah. much detail on that dress. That was, I think, because I put so much work into it. That's what like my favorite. Um, Catwoman is another favorite. I think my it's between. Oh no! I was gonna say my storm costume, but my genie was a that was a doozy because I painted myself completely blue. Yes, um, <laughs> I did see this in your flashback of Halloween's past that yes. you do, uh, yeah. leading up to the new reveal of whatever the next thing is going to be. So extra, yes. and I wasn't sure. I was like. Drew clearly has a team that comes in and paints her body nope. and does all these things and all of this. But this is a total DIY situation. I do it myself. Listen, ladies, you two can do it. Mm -hmm. We can do all things. We are all things. I mean, yes. Period. But you're literally sitting in your apartment, I'm assuming, on some kind of plastic wrap on the floor so you don't mess up your, yep. <laughs> your lovely wood floors mm -hmm. and are painting yourself while, I don't know, watching Housewives mm -hmm. and Basically. getting ready. Great. I painted myself. My shower was a mess afterwards, but oh, it was I'm so sure. worth it. Ooh, it's okay. not the red wedding. It's like the, the blue Ooh, drain. The blue dra <laughs> Yikes. Okay. It was a mess, but that was, yep. So that was your top three. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, for anybody who uh, follows Drew or would like to follow Drew, you have got to go and check out these looks because they are iconic. They are impressive. And I mean... Listen, they need to see the light of day. More they often. do. They do. You're going to have to have your own Halloween museum. I literally thought about this in the future when I'm just like mega rich. I'm going to have a little like showroom in my house. And it's going to like have all the looks, all the Halloween looks on mannequins, probably encased in glass. Oh my God. <laughs> We're going to do the whole thing. We have to talk about it. What? You know what it is. It's lingering over our heads. What is it? Oh, Beyonce? It is one Beyonce. Child, I am stressed. I'm very stressed. The announcement has finally dropped. Mm -hmm. The group texts are in shambles. Crazy. 
we're losing our minds. And she did this to us on the day that rent is due. She did it on purpose. I'm not even mad at her. There is absolutely no rent getting paid in the month of February. No, we're not eating. Um, I'm so sorry to all of the people who own homes and, you know, mortgage companies and all of that. It's just got to wait. It's going to wait. Queen Beyonce B has first. summoned us. Right. Yes. I always say, I say Beyonce first and eat later. Figure well, it out. there you go. <laughs> Listen. Shelter in place. To infinity and Beyonce. Period. Period. <laughs> it's going to be the Hunger Games. when We have our registrations in, but on that day, Ticketmaster, don't play with me. Don't play with me. Listen, I think they've learned their lesson from uh, this Taylor Swift situation right. because, you know, her stands do not play. They have taken the girls to court. They're upset. I don't know. And they are suing. So I feel like Beyonce is like, let me give the girls a tiny bit of a fighting chance. Please. But, you know, at the end of the day, I just am going to have to say it. I am out here now looking to source like a sugar daddy or any team <laughs> of people who has like a suite, a box, an extra seat. I volunteer as tribute. It's pretty much the easier way to get tickets to a Beyonce concert now than logging onto Ticketmaster and going through the 55 steps that you need to to get into the waiting line to then possibly be able to purchase a ticket. And then for the site to possibly crash. Don't say it. I, I know. You she know just said it out loud. I should yeah. take it back. Now it's in the ether. Now look what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> it's We are manifesting. We are getting in. I am willing to give a kidney and a firstborn. Wow. I am ready. And you don't even have one of those available right I now. I don't. It's on back order. So I got to do is use a kidney. Yeah. I'm just saying. What? Would anybody like to lend me their child to put They probably up? would. But they're already, you know, they're already handing their own child out. Right. Like, you know, right. it might be two for one as well. It's not a game. Like, this is very serious business. It is. But, um, you know, look. I appreciate the fact that she did drop this announcement and the ticket sales are during Black History Month. I mean, love, love that. Yeah. Continue on with the beautiful blackness. Yeah. I do not appreciate her dropping this on February 1st because obviously rent is due, rent. car payments are due, light bills are due. We're going to be sitting in the dark eating ramen for the next eight months waiting for this to happen. Which is fine. It's really fine. Yeah. It's fine. Listen, um... I just want to put the girls over at Shein, Fashion Nova, Zara, H&M, um, any kind of lifestyle brand, uh, pattern, Myel Organics, mm -hmm. uh, all of the hair contractors out there or hair distributors, you are on notice as of today. Stock up. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's time. Yeah, because the outfits. The outfits are coming. Got to get ready. And we need to be prepared. I think September is our L.A. show. Listen. We don't have much time. And L.A. does very casual. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of T-shirts. There's going to be a lot of jean shorts. However. Whatever works. Whatever for the queen. Do, what are you thinking? There might be gowns. There might be gowns. That is very There are definitely going to be capes and fans present. Of I course. know for sure. For sure. I want somebody to show up in just full body glitter. Nothing else. I would love. Though when I went to formation, a dude had his whole head was glittered. He was bald. It was fabulous. Love that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Very Doja Cat. Yeah. I like it. I'm ready for the looks. Because I feel like this, this mm -hmm. album is like ballroom, you know? The whole ballroom scene. It is. And just... Because it is ballroom, mm -hmm. I want everybody to get their stretch on. Yeah. I want them to also take a Taekwondo class. Because at any moment, uh, a smooth, swift roundhouse kick is going to come your way. Uh, a back tuck, roundhouse step out, oh, back no. tuck, roundhouse step out, tuck, front fold into a cartwheel split thing is no, going to happen. I'm done. And I just want you guys to be prepared. I want you to be nimble. I want you to be ready to move out of the way. I can't even touch my toes. Listen, we're going to have to work on that, okay? I know. I have to start stretching today. I think we need to start running like six miles a day just to build up the stamina. The stamina. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. 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 Have to prepare. We're going to be standing the whole time. Yeah. Um, there's going to be dances. Don't lock your knees. Don't not lock your knees because you'll pass out. Also, hydrate. I mean, listen. Yes. Listen. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be, it's going to be so bad. Hold your pee. If um, you're on your period, put two tampons in. Wait, okay. That's too far. <laughs> too wait, much. What? Too much? No. Don't leave your seat. Yeah, but why do you need two? Listen, don't, don't be telling these people they need two. That is anyway, not a thing. Do, do not do, do that. that. Do not do that. Do not, do not stuff do her with two. <laughs> don't do that. That would be so painful, wouldn't it? I've done it before on accident. <laughs> yeah. But like, they were like two light ones. Little oh, bubbles. like the little tiny mm -hmm. suppository looking things, even yeah. though they're just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, TMI. Um, it's fine. It's fine. We've all done something like that. We have. We have. Oh, God. If you haven't, you're lying. I think that we have gotten to 
a really great point to now bring the energy in really close and tight. Yes. Because this is going to be our final segment. I would love to give you 10 rapid fire questions a la Inside the Extra Studio. Wait, I love this so much. No, this is so much fun because I used to always be the person interviewing people. So it is very, uh, I feel like it's a full circle moment, the fact that I'm now being interviewed. Yes, I have always wanted to be on Inside the Actor Studio. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to answer those questions, like when I was younger growing up, but obviously that is not going to be possible because James Lipton is no longer with us. Right. So in honor of him, in honor of like me just wanting to ask this whole rapid fire situation yeah. kind of thing, like, ooh, 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 I'm going to do it now. Ready? Yeah, a little nervous. You should be! <laughs> Don't you be afraid, Drew. Okay. okay, ready? Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Rapid fire questions from Mr. Dorsey. Okay. Who is your celebrity crush? And this can be regardless of gender. She's oh, Beyonce number one. I always say she's the only woman who I would let sit on my face. Wow. Um, it used to be Machine Gun Kelly and not so much anymore. And I don't really have one. It used to be Machine Gun Kelly, Michael Ely. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't have, uh, William Levy. I don't know if you guys know who that is, but, uh, I think he was a telenovela star for a long time. And now he just like does totally random things. Okay. <laughs> oh, Bruno Mars. How did I forget about Bruno Mars? <laughs> oh my God. I would put that little man on my hip any day. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, what is your least favorite word? Booger. I hate it. I hate it. I hate that I even said it just now. Gross. <laughs> What is your favorite curse word? Oh, shit, fuck, and bitch. Okay. <laughs> All of them. <clears throat> do you believe in love at first sight? I do. I do. I'm such a hopeless romantic. I definitely believe in love at first sight. <laughs> I love that. Uh, in bed, what is the one thing that you hate most? <laughs> well, the first thing that came to mind was so graphic. I don't know about <laughs> can say all that. What do I hate that? I don't, uh, now that I wear my natural hair, this is the safer answer. I don't like it to be pulled. Okay. And what is the unsafe answer? You, oh, how can I say it in a way that <laughs> it's like podcasting? I don't like my um, coin purse to be um, uh, uh, spit on. Yep. Got it. Mm-hmm. I was, I couldn't think of a, a, a cuter way to say it. <laughs> I got it. Leave her alone. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, if you could go back in time, would you give your 16 year old self wisdom, courage, or money? Oh my God, that's such a good question. Wisdom, courage, or money? Not money. I would give her wisdom for sure. For sure. Because it's like I there were so many insecurities that were unnecessary. So many things that I put up with or thought about myself that just weren't true. It's like if my future self could have been like, girl, like you're tripping, just be you. It would like my, I wouldn't have changed my life because I probably would have been a different person now, but yeah, for sure, wisdom. What is something that you've learned in your life that you wish you had never learned? Oof, heartbreak. But I feel like maybe it's good that you go through that. Actually, no, F that. that. Who wants to go through that shit? I hope I never go through heartbreak again. (laughs) Didn't need that lesson. Oh, my God. Uh, What other profession would you like to attempt if you could not do what you're doing now? Uh, I want to be like a Broadway star. But if it's not an entertainment, I would want to um, make commercials, like be the person who comes up with the concepts for them. Yeah. What is something you wish every black woman knew? That she is truly a magnanimous being, just like straight from heaven, like an alien in the best way, in the sense that you were put on this earth to just be elite. <laughs> just, just <laughs> the elite. Like, just royalty in every way, a queen in every sense of the word. Nothing compares. And I don't mean it in like a a supremacist type of way. I just mean it in the sense that like, "Mm, these bitches ain't even close. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's fair. Does that work? That works. That works. Okay. 
And the final question, which is direct from the Inside Actor, Inside the Actor Studio, um, which is also their final question that they used to ask every guest: If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrived at the pearly gates? You can come home now. May I say that? Because in Hercules, when he enters the gates of Mount Olympus, I think that's what Zeus says. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I absolutely love that. Drew, Dorsey, thank you for being my very first guest on my show. I so love fun. it. So fun. I wish you all the success as you so continue much. on with this podcast. It's going to be huge. And I'll look back on it one day and be like, I was the first guest. Yeah. Yes. Because you can only say that once. ABW, it was me. But yes, thank you so much for coming. I absolutely appreciate this and I love you. I have found out a few more things about you, but I mean, I already knew most of them. <laughs> Let everybody know where they can find you. I know it is Drew Dorsey across all social media platforms, but there is a hyphen. Yes. Or an- so on most platforms, it's at Drew underscore underscore Dorsey. Okay. Drew Dorsey was already taken. So slap those underscores in there. YouTube, just Drew Dorsey. Look for the girl with the fro. That would be me. You can also watch me on Clever Style, which is a YouTube channel with two Vs the clever is and then uh, I have a live shopping show that I do every Tuesday called Meet Me on Market on Market.Live you can find through my Instagram Drew underscore underscore Dorsey or you can go on Market.Live and then you know just follow me for everything else I'll update you to where to watch me and you know I'm going to appear in any other magazines or commercials or other things I'll let you know that's what we love to hear somebody who's working all the time oh my god gotta pay for these Beyonce tickets somehow Okay, y'all, that is our show. But before we go, you know I want to leave you with some awesome black wisdom. And this week, those words are going to be coming from the one, the only, the beautiful Carrie Washington. Carrie has been quoted as saying, I realize that I don't have to be perfect. All I have to do is show up and enjoy the messy, imperfect, and beautiful journey of my life. And that is absolutely something that I want each and every one of my listeners to do. Life is messy. It's complicated. It is so many things. It's triggering. It's difficult. It's challenging. But it's also rewarding. It's epic. It's lovely. It's just beautiful. And I want you guys to remember that you are going to go through a lot of things in life. Nothing has to be perfect, and it shouldn't be perfect. If you just show up, and enjoy what is there, what is presented to you, and move through it as amazingly and effortlessly as you can, that is the only way to win. That is how you have the most beautiful examples and the most beautiful experiences in life. So definitely enjoy the messy and perfect day, week, and month that you are about to have. And until next time, we'll see you soon. Bye. She's got a text text from her car to her